been a, such a wide and deep variety of the word of God is to reveal himself through his word. Amen. So a lot of times people will memorize scripture, memorize verses, memorize doctrine or memorize the lineage of the kings or the books of the Bible. All that's fine, but you've got to know him. Amen. If you don't know him, all of that memorization is not going to help you all, at all. It's just going to, you know, you'll be just a, a, a walking around knowing a collection of facts. Amen. Uh, but faith is more than that. Faith is the revelation that, that what the word says is so. Amen. And it's amazing over the years, you know, as uh, uh, I'm a big fan of, of uh, different Bible translations. And, and I like to read about, uh, you know, the people that wrote these translations and what they know about and just, some, uh, you know, who they were. And uh, what I have found over the years is that oftentimes it's, it, of course, it's not even the majority by far, but uh, on a rare occasion. But, uh, but uh, it has more than once. You read about somebody who spent years and years translating the Bible. You know, they have to become experts in multiple languages, right? Not just Greek, not just Hebrew, but uh, Aramaic and other languages that are interspersed uh, throughout the word of God. And a lot of times these men aren't even born again, don't even know the Lord and don't believe that, for example, that there was ever a Jonah or ever a Noah or ever a flood or ever a Moses and ever a Red Sea. And, uh, and, and. I mean, they, they can take the words and they can translate what this word means in a different language. Uh, but, you know, I'm always suspect that, that uh, people that do that, because if you don't have the revelation of what that is, your understanding of what that should be is going to be tainted to being something that is may not be exactly what the what the uh, word is trying to get across. And, in fact, I was reading somebody who did one. Anytime we're in the New Testament and Gospels where it says that there was a miracle, uh, you know, using the word dunamis or something like that, a Greek word for supernatural miracle work and power of God. It, it says that the, uh, basically it was saying that they were, uh, uh, the people that were sick were aided with uh, medicinal uh, assistance. Uh, uh, and they were basically taking all the miracles and turning them into medical assistance as opposed to uh, a supernatural work. It was just a natural event that occurred. And so... Um, it, it just shows that you know their hearts in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 You know, uh, I, I am personally not a big fan of that particular translation of the NIV translation because there's a lot of just reading it. There's a lot of it looks like shortcuts and things they left out on purpose. You know. You do whatever you want to. There's a lot of great translations. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, I don't even believe I have that in my list of things because it's just uh, it's so rare that I found verses that were translated well in that. Um, and, and that doesn't mean that uh, people who don't know Greek and Hebrew can't add some things to it, you know. But still, I mean, I've got a translation. Uh, I don't read it. It's just there because it's in my uh, from a historical perspective. The fellow wasn't even born again. Didn't even believe in the Lord Jesus, you know. And, uh, he translated the whole New Testament. It's like, well, why would you go to all that trouble if you don't even believe in the one that you're writing about? You know, because they think of it as a scholarly uh, effort uh, as opposed to a supernatural effort. You know, and uh, but there are plenty of great translations where people have spent many times decades to translate that they love the Lord and they sweat every detail and they sweat uh, making sure that it was consistent and it reflected to their best of their knowledge what the Lord was trying to get across. And and I don't know how you could do that. Uh, without being born again you know i don't know how you could accomplish that without uh, knowing the lord who wrote the book amen uh and so anyway it's uh, uh but you know 
there are people who stand behind pulpits who are born again. You know that too, right? <laughs> and so in case you're wondering, I am born again um, on my way to heaven and the spirit of God lives on the inside of me. But, um, you know, it's uh, there are people who especially not so much as nowadays, you know, it still happens nowadays. Uh, but it used to be seeing that uh, being in the pulpit was a job, a career. Uh, and even if they didn't believe anything they said, it was just a job to them. And they would get up and just say words, you know, and and. Um, uh, there, there are still people who do that today, and, and there's a lot of motivations for that because if you get to, you know, a big church, then you get a big salary, and so sometimes that's what motivates people. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, if you're narcissistic, narcissistic, you know, you want the accolades of men, you want people to, you know, tell you how wonderful you are, uh, and so sometimes there's that, you know. So there's a, you know, a wide variety of reasons, you know. I mean, I would be terrified. Uh, to step into a position that wasn't mine uh, because I know the Lord, amen? And if I just go and take a position as a, as a minister, if I'm not a minister, you know, the Bible says that there's greater condemnation to the teachers of the word because of the effect that we have on, pe- on people's lives. Uh, and that's if you're doing it correctly. You know, there's, there's greater judgment on, uh, for me standing behind this pulpit than there's for you sitting in that chair because I have the ability to affect your life, you know, to affect the path of your life, to affect what you know of the Lord. Uh, and so because of that, I'm, I'm motivated to do it as well as I can. Not that I'll ever get it 100% right, but uh, at least I have to put my effort into it. Uh, and to get up and come up here knowing that I'm, I'm not called, but because I, I want your, your paycheck or I want your, you know, accolades or, I mean, it's like clearly you have never met the Lord, right? Because if you knew the Lord, you would never do that just because... It's a great and awesome responsibility to stand up here. Amen. Uh, and so, uh, <clears throat> but uh, we're here to teach about healing uh, and that it's always God's will every single time without exception to heal uh, your bodies. Amen. Uh, and um, uh, and so in that, of course, we've been doing that for many years. And uh, have we ever stumbled across accidentally going through the hundreds and hundreds of verses that we've gone through that it's God's will for you to be sick? That God's desire is for you to be sick. I mean, if we could find some, you know, and we're not, you know, we're not trying to avoid certain difficult verses. You know, in fact, we cover some of them, especially like uh, with uh, in John chapter nine about the man born blind. We talk about that and how some people misconstrue that to, to imply that God wants you to be sick. And we talk about Matthew eight about the leper, you know, that uh, Lord, if it be thy will, you know, people have built entire doctrines on Lord, if it be thy will from a leper. Right. It was, was he a Bible scholar? Was he a prophet? We see the Lord Jesus, and yet the Lord Jesus is speaking to him, and everybody's like, well, forget what he's got to say. Let's go listen to what the leper's got to say. Like, but Jesus is there. Yeah, but you know, we don't like what he has to say because it, it messes up our doctrine. We like what the leper has to say because he, he uh, uh, is, is uh, um, uh, providing us with a great out to have to believe God. Lord, if it be thy will. I don't know if it's your will, so... I'm not responsible for any faith, right? Which is pretty convenient if that's what you're looking for. I'm not trying to look for a way to not be responsible for faith, amen? In fact, I'm looking for faith. I'm trying to find faith so that I can take advantage of faith, amen? If it's there, then I have the right and the privilege to take advantage of that. Well, Lord, you said in your word I can be healed so that I can take advantage of that. It's not a loophole. It's it written in, in the law, right? It's written in the law of the Lord you know, that I have a right to be healed, uh, and that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm like a lawyer trying to find, OK, what what are my rights and privileges? Right. When you get a contract, this whole book is called a testament. Right. Which is a contract. It's it's a contract between the, the one who died and the one who lives. Uh, and and so uh, I want to find out what belongs to me. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, when, when somebody rich dies and there's a reading of the will, everybody shows up. 
Why do they show up? What's my, what belongs to me, right? You know, if it's, a, if it's a poor person who dies and they leave a will, you know, who's going to show up? Well, nobody shows up, right? Uh, and so uh, they want to find out what belongs to me. Well, that's what we should be doing is reading this last will and testament. What belongs to me? What, what, what did you leave me in my inheritance, Father? What belongs to me? Uh, and, and I'm, you know, I'm always pouring through trying to find out what belongs to me, you know, and, and, you know, just like in the last will and testament, sometimes there's provisions. Well, you get this if you're doing this right. If you're married, then you can have this. Or, you know, if you live here, you can have that, you know, then. So, uh, of course, the person who writes the last will and testament can put whatever provisions they want, even if you don't want to do it. They can, well, uh, you know, you've got to stand on one foot for two hours, you know, if that's what they write. And that's what you've got to do in order to get that provision of the of the of the last will and testament. Uh, and so uh, and if it if there's a million dollars in the backside of standing on one foot for three hours, you, you know what they're going to do? They're going to stand on one foot for three hours. You know, it doesn't matter what I can do that. You know, I mean, you know, four hours, we can do that. No problem. You know, we'll take it all. And so um, going, I ain't doing that. It's like, well, yeah, I, I can stand. I mean, I can just get my phone and, you know, I mean, you get on your phone, start looking at Facebook and it is three hours later. Right. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't take any time at all to go through three hours uh, standing on one foot once you start scrolling through Facebook. Right. So. Uh, it's um, uh, uh, we should be students of the word and finding out what belongs to us in the inheritance. Amen. All of these words are inheritance to us that the great creator has provided to us. Amen. Uh, and so we have been using uh, Dr. Yeoman's books, uh, going through her uh, collection of four books that she wrote in her lifetime. And so um, we're here in uh, the third book of the four in chapter two. And this uh, chapter is called feeling and healing. Uh, and um, uh, she starts out by saying that I'm I am not saved because I feel good, but because the Lord Jesus Christ bore my sins in his own body on the cross. And so the whole point of this chapter is to is to help us to separate what we feel in, as far as our emotions or even our physical bodies from the truth of what the word says. Uh, and a lot of times what happens uh, in our lives is we will use either how we feel emotionally or how we feel physically to judge whether or not the Lord has come through with his word uh, and then say, well, uh, I don't feel good uh, either emotionally or physically. So therefore, I must not be healed. Uh, and that's not really how faith works. Faith works by saying this is what the word says and this is what I have. Uh, and she she'd quoted uh, this fellow by the name of F.B. Meyer. Uh, he said that because uh, uh, this happens with salvation as well. Right. You ever felt that you were unsaved? Well, I just don't feel saved, you know, just feel like, you know, just uh, feel whatever, you know, I feel so far from God or feel so unsaved. And a lot of Christians suffer with that. They just don't feel they don't feel like they're saved. Uh, and of course, you know, part of it is uh, that they're doing things they ought not be doing. It's not always the case. Right. But they're out doing things that are wrong. Uh, and, you know, the, the presence, the manifest presence of God will not stick around in the presence of sin that he won't leave you or forsake you, but he, but he won't necessarily uh, present himself in a manifested way in the middle of your sin. Uh, and so uh, a lot of times Christians will live kind of carnal lives and never really follow the Lord and then wonder why they feel so far from him. Well, what you what you'll find is if you'll not live that way, if you'll pursue the presence of God and live in the presence of God, you'll sense his presence. And and, and that helps you. I mean, it helps you stay on the straight and narrow. Uh, and so but a lot of times Christians will feel unsaved and, and there's a lot of wide ver variety of reasons for that. Uh, but uh, that that goes against actual salvation. Right. Because 
Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confessed with your mouth, uh, or if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confessed with your mouth that he's Lord, you'll be saved. It doesn't say, and number three, as long as you feel like it, right? As long as you feel like you're saved. So if you do what the word says, then you have a right to believe that you have what the word says. Uh, and well, I don't feel like I have what the word says. Well, that's, that's not part of the equation, right? If the equation said, and you've got to feel like it, well, then that's, that's a necessary part of doing the word. Uh, but if the word of God doesn't say, as long as you feel like it, then, uh, then you have what the word promises you. Uh, and so uh, she came across the writing from this uh, F.B. Meyer, uh, and he said that he said, I am saved, and if the whole world stood against me, I would say, stand thou on that side, for, I am, uh, for on this am I, I am saved. Nothing can make me doubt God's word. Uh, and, and you really have to get to a point in your life where uh, the word of God is an absolute. That is not uh, subject to the whims of your emotions, not subject to uh, the frailty of your actions. But it, it is exactly what it says it is. Amen. If it says that by his stripes you were healed, then you have to get to into place in your heart. If you're going to be a person of great faith, then you have to get to in your heart where he declares it. And that's as far as it needs to go. Uh, and my only responsibility is to believe it uh, to be so uh, and not to hope that it's so, but to believe that it's so. Uh, and that's where, you know, you can you can see where people are on their kind of their walk of faith, because, you know, when you're first saved, you don't really understand those things. And as you progress and hopefully progress in your knowledge of the Lord, you start to understand that once the word declares it, my only responsibility is to believe that it's not to confirm it. It's not to to test it, to see if it's really going to work or not work. It's simply to believe it. Amen. Because uh, and, and, if you get into any other realm, you're, you're going to get into your emotions and you're going to get into your feeling. And well, I, I prayed, but uh, but uh, I still feel bad. So therefore, I'm not healed. Well, you're actually healed right now, right? It's not like you're going to be healed. You are, according to the word of God, by his stripes, what? You were healed. So right now in the realm of the spirit, as far as from God's perspective. So, so you've got to, faith sees things the way God sees things. So when God sees you, he sees you healed. Uh, and he doesn't see you as sick and infirmed. He sees you as healed because by his stripes, you were healed. So that's what I, and God is a faith God, right? By faith, he created all the universe, right? So, uh, by faith, he said uh, to Abraham when he was still without child, I have made you. Now, I'm going to make you. I have made you a father of many nations. So the way the Lord sees it is he already sees everything that he wants to do as being done. Uh, and that when we receive that, then we get to pull that, that desire out of the realm of the spirit where he resides into our realm where we reside. And, and all we're doing is receiving what he has already declared to be so. Uh, and that's really I mean, that's really all faith is, 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 is understanding what the Lord has declared and then receiving that. So faith is really, in essence, just receiving, right? It's not any more difficult than that. Uh, but the difficulty comes when our bodies argue with us, right? And our bodies say, well, you're not healed. Don't you feel this pain? Uh, and don't you, you know, or our minds, you know, you're not saved. Don't you feel bad? Uh, and then we start to doubt these things. Amen. Uh, and so. So we, we've got to get to the point where we can we have the ability to separate our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts from what the word of God says. And also even uh, in our physical bodies, when our physical bodies 
uh, have not responded the way that we desired them in the time frame that we want them to, we still have to stay the course, but I'm still healed. Uh, uh, and, um, you know, there's been times when I argue with my body sometimes for months. Oh, you're healed. And you're not going to be. You're healed. Uh, and it's and for whatever other things, you know, just I mean, sometimes it's just it's almost instantaneous. You know, you believe God and, and this thing, the symptom goes away that was there for a period of time. And then you believe God and it, it immediately goes away. Then other things. Uh, and, and that's not to have a bad confession. It just it is what it is. Right. Sometimes it takes uh, it takes some time. Well, why is that? I don't, I don't know. I really don't know why that is that way. It's not anything on God's side because he, he's done the work. It's not like he's waiting for us to get to a certain level of faith and then he's going to do it. He's already done the work at the cross, right? Is he going to shed any more blood? Is he going to take any more stripes? He's not going to do any more work. All the work's done that's ever going to be done. Amen. Uh, and so I know for me, sometimes I'm just lazy, right? You just, you know, it hurts or whatever. And you're like, ah, you know, and I'll get, it'll go eventually. And then sometimes it doesn't, right? Then, okay, then I got to, then I got to, you know, kind of pick myself up, get to work, do the job, you know, go back and believe God for the, the faith and and a lot of times if that happens before I start confessing that I'm healed, I will just go and refresh uh, just my mind and my heart on the verses of the Bible before I execute faith because I want it to work uh, more quickly. But, but even if it doesn't work immediately, it doesn't change my thoughts about healing. I don't think, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's not going to work this time. Now, I used to be that way a lot, you know. I mean, some things, uh, I, I know, I, I think I've told you the story when, I used to get strep throat a lot, uh, you know, two, three times a year, maybe, maybe more than that. And I lose my voice and, uh, and, you know, couldn't keep anything on my stomach and just was sick, you know, for days uh, at a time until it, until it worked its way out because it's a viral infection, right? And so once it happens, I mean, you know, they give you medication, but it don't matter, you know. And, and I remember when the kids were young, they'd get something like that and they'd give prescribe some antibiotic. And one time I asked the doc, doctor, I said, well, that's an antibiotic. They've got a viral infection, which uh, why are you giving them an antibiotic? Because, you know, the, the antibiotics actually do nothing for the viral infection, right? I mean, it literally does nothing. You know, in, in fact, they can't cure the viral infection. It has to just work its way out. And then I thought that was really personally, I thought it was kind of lame. He said, well, it won't hurt. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. Why are you giving medication they don't need? Well, it won't hurt, right? Well, it might, you know, and then, uh, you know, and, you know, there's some thoughts in the medical industry about how they've overprescribed uh, antibiotics, right? Because they're, they're, they're good for killing germs, right? Penicillin, you know, amoxicillin, all that stuff is good for killing germs, but it has no effect on viruses. And, and um, I think the medical industry does a disservice when they, well, it won't hurt. Uh, and I understand from their perspective, sometimes people have to have something. Well, you've got to give me something. Okay, here. But they might also just give you sugar pills. that would be way better because they won't hurt anything, maybe except your waistline just a little bit. Uh, and uh, and, you know, because that way you're not training your body to uh, to or training the germs to uh, get stronger than this than this. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm not a doctor. I'm just, you know, uh, it bothers me when people uh, give kind of a lame answer like that. You know, that's their job. Right. It's not my job to be the doctor. It's their job to be the doctor. And so anyway, but um, um, so I'd get strep throat. <coughs> and um, uh, for years and years and um you know, talking to the Lord about it, uh, he finally showed me the uh, for me in that case, <clears throat> I would always uh, start rebuking the devil. Anybody rebuke the devil about things? Right. Devil, you get out of here in the name of Jesus. Well, you know, uh, uh, did Jesus always rebuke a devil every time he, uh, he prayed for somebody? No. Did he ever rebuke a devil? Sure. Plenty of times. Right. But it wasn't all the time. Right. So 
Number one rule, it's not a law. Right? Every sickness is not caused by the immediate presence of a demonic force, right? Ultimately, every, all sickness came from the devil, right? Because, uh, in fact, she talks about that verse here in Romans chapter 5, how that uh, for, for by one man sin entered in the world and death by sin. Uh, and so sin came in because of the devil and death came in because of the devil and all sickness is there to kill you. <clears throat> so ultimately, we understand that the origin of all sickness is from the devil, not from the Lord. Uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, all sickness that you specifically have is not necessarily caused by demonic presence. And, and we get into, especially in the charismatic world, we get into the fault and failure that every sickness is caused by a devil. And so I'm rebuking the devil and nothing's happening. Right. Uh, and so. So finally, you know, I went to the Lord about it uh, and this was for going on for years. And, and uh, Lord, what's up? You know, I know what your word says. I know you said that by your stripes I, I, I was healed. And I believe it. It wasn't like I didn't believe it. It wasn't like I was weak in faith. And well, you know, just sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Uh, I, w I sincerely believe uh, that I have a right to always be healed. And yet I wasn't uh, having success in that one area. And so I finally went to the Lord and he said, well, the problem is you're rebuking the devil. And, and there's not a demonic presence uh, in, a, in association with this sickness. Uh, uh, and which was new information to me, right? Because I just thought, you know, by law as a charismatic, you're supposed to rebuke the devil for everything, right? Uh, and so, <clears throat> so then you start reading the word and sometimes Jesus would rebuke the sickness, right? Remember, he, he rebuked the fever, rebuked the fever, right? Uh, and so, well, how did that fever hear the voice of faith? Because it's in this world. And if it's in this world, it, ha it can hear the voice of faith. And so Jesus spoke to feet now. It's not a thing. It's not a it's not a demonic presence, but it's but it's a thing in the sense that it has the capacity to hear the voice of faith. And when Jesus spoke it, it, it yielded to him, didn't he? Uh, didn't it? And so. So I just all I did was change. I just changed uh, a course, right, in direction of what the Lord said, uh, based on what the Lord said. And, and so from that point on, then I got the victory over it. But on occasion, uh, and, and it's not so much anymore now, but uh, for for maybe a year or two after the fact, those same symptoms would start to come on me, right? And I could tell because I'd had it so many times. I could tell just the way my throat was a little scratchy and just a little hoarse. Then I knew, okay, if nothing changes, this is going to progress into a strep throat, and I'll lose my voice, and I'll lose, you know, I'll be sick in my stomach, and you know, so on. I have a fever and whatever the symptoms were that were common with that sickness, and and it would last about two, three days, right? And so typically it would take about two days for me to lose my voice. I would lose my voice for about a day and a half. I would start to get it back, you know, but I would run a fever through the whole time. And usually dur uh, during that time, I couldn't eat certain things. And, and I just, you know, you have something over and over again. You, 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 you get used to and understand the symptoms and the, and the ramifications of that. Uh, but see, uh, those words would, would come and say, you're not going to get healed this time. Uh, uh, after even after I got their victory over that and that was October of uh, 1997 so that's been uh, 25 years now right uh, since I got the victory over that the first time uh, and for the first year or two uh, th those thoughts would come to my mind maybe it's not going to work this time uh, we'll see that's a feeling right and that's an emotional yeah I mean I know it worked that time maybe it was just maybe it's just dumb luck right I don't believe in luck obviously but uh, but, you know, you sometimes that thought comes. Maybe it's not going to work this time. Uh, anybody ever had those thoughts? You know, I mean, yeah, surely if you're breathing air, you've had that thought. Right. Uh, and so uh, what you do is you stay the course. Of course, it's going to work this time. Uh, 
And then I would just remind, encourage myself, well, here's what the word says. And then the testimony of my own faith. Well, it worked this time. If it worked that time, it'll work this time. But what about this time and this time and this time? I just go over my own heart all the times it did work, uh, just as a testimony to myself. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, nowadays, it's not really uh, much of a temptation at all in my mind to, to yield to that, right? Because uh, how I feel uh, just doesn't come into play much anymore, in, in, especially in the area of sickness and disease. Uh, and, you know, there was, uh, you remember Smith Wigglesworth uh, when um, um, Lester Summerall would come and visit him right just before World War II. And Lester would go, of course, Lester was an American and um, uh, Smith was a, a, a Scottish fellow, but he was living in England at the time. Uh, and um, uh, uh, Lester Summerall would go visit him. Uh, and for about two years, he'd go visit him, you know, maybe uh, every week, maybe more than that. Uh, and he said in those two years that he visited him, he never saw anybody else visit him. And, and of course, Smith is in his close to his 80s by this time. And, um, you know, he was a great man of faith and yet nobody was visiting him. Uh, and you think about the legacy of that, that somebody could die basically alone. You know, he, his uh, daughter was with him some and um, uh, uh, and he had somebody, that, his daughter was actually deaf. Uh, and um, uh, I think she was with him uh, a lot. Uh, but as far as people coming in and trying to receive from that gift before he passed, nobody was doing that. And, and to me, it's just so sad to me that uh, we would lose, you know, just think what people could have learned from Smith. Because, you know, nobody raises 23 to 27 people from the dead without knowing something from the Lord, right? Uh, and have that level of boldness without knowing something that maybe some of us haven't figured out yet. And maybe he figured out some things that, that we may never figure out that he figured it out that, that if, he can, if we can get that, we can advance our faith so much faster than spending 20, 30 years in prayer and studying the word of God to get that he got, you know, and that he could just pass on as a, as a simple nugget of truth. But, um, but that's another discussion. But uh, one day, um, uh, uh, Lester Summerall knocked on the door and Smith answered and said, uh, how are you doing today, uh, Smith? And, and he said, you know, Smith would be really gruff sometimes. He said, I don't ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. I tell him how he feels. Just about like that, right? Uh, and, uh, and of course, you know, Lester wasn't meaning anything by it, right? He just, you know, just saying stuff, right? Oh, you know, how you feel, you know? And I don't, you know, ask Smith how he, I tell him how he feels, right? Uh, and, uh, and, you know, uh, people say, well, that's just being rude. I, I learned from that, right? I, I thought, well, well, then that's right. Because uh, what I learned about faith is faith gets to choose, right? Faith gets to decide how I feel. Faith gets to decide whether I'm healed or not healed. It's not the sickness in the world. It's not the, the, my DNA or what my parents had in their bodies or whatever inheritance is. I get to choose how I feel, amen? Uh, and so, you know, in all those things, we want to say hi to all our visitors there. <laughs> oh, they're not going to come in, oh, well. Uh, and so... Uh, uh, you know, faith, uh, if we can understand that, see, faith and feelings, uh, feelings are, are oftentimes clouded in mystery and, you know, they're, they're not honest, right? Uh, feelings are fickle and, and they change with the season and they change with your emotions. I mean, you know, you, all your circumstances are going to be exactly the same today as they were yesterday, but for some reason you feel bad today. You ever been that way? Everything's exactly the same, but for some reason you feel bad today. Uh, and not just physically, but just you know, you feel like a failure. You feel like... A, now, you, nothing's changed. Yeah. Why do you feel like way today? Because feelings are, are fickle, right? They're just, they change with the, with the barometric pressure. Uh, and so, 
but faith is consistent. Faith, you know, faith doesn't stand for any of that stuff. So, uh, so your feelings will oftentimes be in conflict with your faith, right? Well, you're, you're just not going to get, you're just not going to get healed this time. And like I said, for a, a long time, uh, you know, and that's of course been probably two decades ago, uh, that argument would be in my heart, you know, well, maybe it's not going to work this time. Uh, and I, but I would know enough to, to know, well, that's just words, right? That's not true. But that it would still linger there and not not so much anymore. Nowadays, it's just uh, it's it's really rare that that thought of, well, maybe it's not going to work this time. Right. Because I understand that if there's a cause, then I can deal with the cause. Right. If there's no cause, I can still get the healing. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so whether there's a cause or not a cause for the sickness, I can still obtain my healing. So I don't really care because if the devil says, well, you're not going to get healed because you sinned. Oh, oh thanks, devil. I, I can go get repent. I'll go repent. I'll take care of that sin, then I'll get healed. Thank you for, for telling me, you know, the recon. Not, I don't really tell the, the devil, thank you for revealing anything to me because he's a liar anyway. Uh, but, I, but if he said so, I'd go to Lord, Lord, uh, is there a hindrance there? Is there, some, is there something to that statement, Lord, that maybe uh, I don't do it in fear, but uh, I, I want to cover my bases. You know, I want to make sure that there's no hindrance ever between me and the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, uh, uh, she starts quoting several scripture verses and she, she starts out with the great one here first peter two twenty four, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree well did he do that he did do that right does anybody question that he did that no no christian questions that jesus bear our sins in his own body on the tree uh, and and you know the lord is smart right because he 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 gave this word to peter and peter put these things in close proximity to each other so that you can't really believe one without the other. Now, people do unsuccessfully all the time say, well, you know, we're forgiven. We're just not healed. Well, how do you separate that from this verse? Right. Because uh, if you believe that he bears uh, our sin in his own body on the tree, uh, then we being dead to sin should live under righteousness. Well, all of that's true. Every Christian believes that we should live under righteousness. Right. No questions, no argument there. Well, you know, you shouldn't live. You shouldn't live a righteous life. Nobody says that. Right. Everybody says you should live a righteous life. Uh, by whose stripes you were healed. Uh, and of course, then people will, will, they'll go to great painful lengths of, well, that's not physical healing, right? That's not, uh, that's emotional healing or spiritual healing or some, something like that. But if you follow that phrase through the, through the Bible, we, we find it first appearing in Isaiah 53, right? Then we find it appearing in Matthew 8, 17. And Matthew 8, 17 is a different part of, of, uh, of Isaiah 53, uh, about bearing our sins, you know, uh, and our and our um, our sicknesses, but is tying them all together in the context of Matthew eight seventeen. He's healing people, physical healing, right? Physical sickness and disease, uh, and then uh, Peter quotes it uh, the last time, so it ties the Old Testament to the Gospels to the New Testament, ties all three together with the same exact prophecy, uh, and so it's always talking about physical healing. Amen. In the context of these verses, he's talking about physical healing. So he's talking about sins uh, in your in your life, but also physical healing for your body. So uh, by whose stripes you were healed, not by whose stripes you were healed if you feel like it, right? Not by whose stripes you uh, you're healed if your symptoms are in agreement. It's you were healed because of the work that was co- accomplished at the cross. Amen. Uh, and so. So what we have to train ourselves is to separate our emotions and our thought life from the faith of the word of God. 
Uh, and just, you know, basically you have to oftentimes tell your emotions to just shut up. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm healed. Uh, and, and not in a, in a fearful, cowering, you know, because sometimes people's emotions are so strong that we feel like we can't do anything about it. And, and it, when people are in that position, their emotions basically run their lives. Uh, and people of faith, their emotions don't run their lives. They have emotions, but their emotions don't run their lives. People that are weaker in faith, oftentimes their emotions drive them and, and drive them about what they believe, drive them what they do, drive what they say. Uh, and, and they're they're fearful. You know, when um, uh, back, this was probably after the war, when Brother Hagen was traveling, uh, and um, uh, he was with some other pastors at this particular meeting, and there had been an outbreak of of, uh, of uh, swine flu or Asian flu, I think he said, uh, and um, and they're all just talking about how you know the the numbers are down and people aren't showing up to the meetings, you know, and. Um, uh, and they were talking about how, you know, everybody's getting the, the, this Asian flu. And Brother Hagin said, well, I'll just tell you that I'll never get the Asian flu. And he said the pastor that he was that was hosting the meeting that he was there with leaned over to him and just said in a very terrified voice, you know, Brother Hagin, he said, I would never say that. Don't you know the devil will hear you? I mean, in that tone, now you think this is, this is a, a full gospel minister. Aren't you afraid the devil's going to hear you? I would never say that. As if the devil can't hear, right? You know, the devil's like, speak up, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, Brother Hagin said, uh, well, I want that rascal to hear me. In fact, you know, I'll tell you that I'll never get the Asian flu. He's like, oh, I would never. Well, see, that pastor's feelings, his emotions were running his life. Now, he's a full gospel pastor, full gospel minister, right? So Brother Hagin, you know, on occasion, he would go to, to people that weren't for gospel uh, pastors or churches. But for the most part, he was part of the Pentecostal uh, organizations. Uh, and that was at a Pentecostal meeting, a Pentecostal meeting. Those who were supposed to be carriers of faith, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know what I found is Pentecostals aren't any better or worse than anybody else. Amen. Because if you go to a lot of Baptist folks, they don't know about healing uh, because they've never been taught on healing. But they're super faithful people, right? They, uh, nobody could ever get them to question their salvation. Well, of course I'm saved. What's wrong with you, right? You could never get them to question their salvation. They know that they're saved. Amen. Sometimes, you know, their faith is in their getting wet or whatever, you know, instead of what the word of God says. But that's a different discussion. Uh, and so. So our, our feelings, uh, in fact, uh, she she went on a um, uh, couple more verses and we'll read those in just a second. But she said, uh, I like this phrase, believe the word and your feelings will fall in line with it. Uh, and, and that's the thing where is if you'll stay the course in faith your feelings will start to line up with that same faith. But if you, if you give audience to your feelings on a regular basis, it's always going to be in conflict with your faith. And so your faith can't progress uh, because you're, you keep yielding to your feelings. So you've got to train yourself to shut up. You know, the word of God says I'm healed, I'm healed. And, and what will happen is if you'll stay that course long enough, then, then your feelings will become subservient to your faith like it should. You should be of your spirit, soul, and body in that order. Amen. It should never be your soul and your spirit and your body. Surely it shouldn't be your soul and your body and your spirit, right? Uh, it should always be spirit, soul, and body in that order. And if, you're, if your order is, according to your spirit, man, the word of God says, I'm healed, I'm healed. It's end of discussion. Yeah, but you don't feel like it. I didn't ask you. You know, uh, your, your body will argue with you. Your emotions will argue with you. Your feelings will argue with you. Uh, but it, but it, if your faith will stay the course, you will receive the manifestation of your healing uh, because you'll start to see. And one thing Brother Hagin said years ago that I thought was really helpful. Uh, 
He said, if you're always saying, I'm going to get healed, you're always putting off into the future what God has done for you right now. You should always say, I am healed. You should never say, I am going to be healed. Because if you're saying, I'm going to be healed, then when is that? It's always tomorrow, right? Um, and it's kind of like, uh, anybody ever heard of fusion energy? You know, fusion energy is always tomorrow, right? They're going to get that tomorrow, but like a lot of things, right? Just, uh, just like uh, flying cars, they're always tomorrow, right? You know, we're going to get them tomorrow. Uh, and so that's another discussion there. But, uh, but, you know, sometimes we're always putting things off to tomorrow. I'm going to get healed, you know. Uh, well, you're already healed. Because isn't that what First Peter said? In fact, uh, First Peter said, not, not all are you now, you were healed at the cross, right? Um, uh, and, of course, that makes, uh, I know we've had some discussion with Miss Sue. When, when you tell people that, they look at you like, what do you, that, that doesn't compute to some people to, to know that God is done. That area of, of redemption, it's done. It's a done work. It's not a, a work waiting to happen tomorrow that he's going to heal you tomorrow when you become sick. It's in the realm of the spirit. It's already in manifestation. It's already in play. And all we're doing is tapping into that, right? The, the, the wire for, the, for that power of healing has already been run. All we have to do is tap into it. He's not going to give that to us when we start believing it. It's already done. You know, if you're, if you're healed today or you're well today and you get sick tomorrow, God doesn't change. Uh, he's not, to, well, oh, now you're sick. Oh, hang on, let me go find some power and deliver that to you. It's, it's a done deal. And see, faith will understand that. People that, that are low in faith or don't know much about faith and healing will look at you like, like you're weird or crazy or like, you know, that doesn't make any sense. But I didn't write the Bible, you know. Uh, uh, the Lord... You know, th- these words and the way that he had these uh, 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 men of, of old write these words. You know, Isaiah says, uh, by his stripes, you are healed. Right. Because it's a prophecy. It's still in the present tense, uh, but it's a prophecy. You are healed. But now the work was is done now. So now the New Testament says you were healed because it's still present tense. But the present tense is at the cross. Amen. So now it's a done deal. Uh, and uh, we have to train ourselves that uh, to believe the word and i like what she said and your feelings will fall in line with that amen uh, and so that that's a real important uh, assist, assistance to us and if we want to be people of faith you'll never be great in faith until you get your emotions under your spirit right you have to have your emotions under your spirit so if your spirit declares that i'm healed because that's what the word says then your emotions are like well all right he says we're healed let's line up now let's get with it right and so Don't hurt, right? Let's, let's fling something on it, right? Well, you know, of course, I'm, I'm not there, and I understand back pain is one of the worst things you can ever deal with, right? Um, but, you know, in that, uh, when, when, the, when the physical pain is so great that you can't even think, you know, it doesn't, it's not, you know, you're not a martyr. You don't have to suffer through it. You know, you can take a pill and take some relief for that. 
because uh, uh, and, and and you should never do that under condemnation because because that's really hard for people not to get there. Right. Well, I must be weak in faith, you know. No, uh, the way I see it is you, you live to fight another day. Right. Uh, and uh, you need to get to where that voice of your body is not so loud and screaming that, you know, you can hear from your spirit, man. And because that, you know, the voices, First uh, Corinthians 14 talks a lot about voices. Right. There are many voices in the world and the pain in your back is a voice. You're never going to get healed. Uh, and when it's that loud, you know, I, I got no problem with, with you taking something to re, to relieve the pain so that you can go back in the word, go back in meditation in the spirit. Uh, uh, and the, the thing you have to be uh, find the balance of uh, uh, understand that a lot of medication it can be so strong that it clouds your mind. Right. Uh, and then you're then you're a little stuck in that situation because, um, you know, super, super strong medications oftentimes will make your your mind real cloudy right uh and but still even in that in that case you know you, you need to do whatever you need to do to to be able to get in faith right uh and so if that was you know in that case if it would be helpful for me to to take a uh, some pain medication i would take some pain medication you know uh, if uh, and and i would do it without condemnation and i would hold that pill up and i would say lord jesus i'm taking this uh, in faith, I'm still healed, even if I take this pill or don't take this pill, uh, because I would never uh, I'm never going to let my my mind beat me up for something that, that doesn't hurt at all. Right. You're not a terrible person because you take pain medication. You're not a failure in faith because you take a, a pill. You're just you're just doing it so that you can get some relief so that you can get back in the word and stay in faith. Uh, and so um, uh, if I did it, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel a, a bit upset about it. Wouldn't feel like a failure. But again, because See, that's just your emotions trying to keep it. Not, not only were you feeling bad physically, but now you take a pill to, to not feel bad physically. And then your mind replaces that feeling bad physically with feeling bad emotionally. Uh, and it's just all lies, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, it, it's... Oh, I know, I know, I know. And, and you know, uh, and I really don't have an answer for why does it take a certain amount of time, you know, and because um, I don't think there's a, an answer in the word, you know. It's, uh, um, uh, it's not a failure, you know. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes you can go to the Lord. Like I've gone to the Lord... Uh, multiple times and and um, uh, there's been uh, you know the Lord will, will correct me about something that I'm doing wrong and sometimes it is a sin that I'm doing but sometimes it's just a lack of you know my understanding or maybe the way I'm saying it or do you know am I really believing it I'm going through the motions but am I really so you know uh, I, I spend time with the Lord and and uh, try to find out is there a root cause you know and uh, and, um, uh, and and again it's not because I'm fearful not because I'm looking for something under a rock Sometimes it's got nothing to do with nothing, right? It's just, it's just there, and the devil's a bad devil. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, sometimes it, it's, you know, uh, that, you know, sometimes people will do things all of their life, uh, and I'm not saying this is your case, but I'm saying people will do things all of their life, like, you know, they go, uh, they never been, with, they never pick up with their knees, you know, for example. You know, they're always, oh, I'm tough, you know, I'll just pick it up any way I want to, right? And so they spend 30, 40 years, 
not not treating their body well and then want the Lord to just recover them in, in a day or two days or whatever it is. Uh, and, and it takes some, a certain amount of faith to overcome that, you know, and and um, uh, and so if that's the case, you know, if the Lord said, well, you know, you spent 20 years uh, not being uh, not treating your body right, even though you knew better. You know, sometimes you don't know better. But that's one thing. But sometimes you know better. But I'm going to man it up anyway. You know, I'll just, you know, I'll just I'll pick it up anyway. Uh, and um, and then people want to get healed immediately. Uh, and, and, you know, in a situation like that, I don't know the answer because that's between you and the Lord. Right. Uh, and uh, again, that I'm not saying that's your case, but um, so but there can be mitigating circumstances like that, that you may have to find out from the Lord. Well, you know, uh, but you can only do that if you feel if you if if your pain is not screaming so loud that uh, you can hear from the Lord, right? Uh, and so, you know, uh, if it, if it would be helpful, and you know, over the years I've probably taken, uh, I mean, I think like uh, two or three different aspirins over the years, you know, for headache, you know, over the years, and um, uh, I mean, I don't remember the last one I took, uh, but um, um, you know. If it helps, it helps, you know. And, and so I know Brother Hagen he went from 1933 until his last day on the earth without taking uh, a, any pain medication for a headache. He uh, And th- listen, there's been lots of headaches where I'll just speak to it and it goes away. I mean, the vast majority of times, 99 times out of 100. Uh, but, you know, the two or three times in the last uh, 20 years, you know, 30 years, I've taken an aspirin, right? Uh, and so... And I'll feel bad about it. You know, well, you don't, you can't say what Brother Hagin said. Well, I didn't, wasn't born in 1933 anyway. So, uh, you know, uh, but I, I'm glad that uh, the vast majority of times I can speak to it. But there was two or three times when I took a, a took a, you know, an aspirin of some kind. Um, and, and I had, I mean, one time, I guess, since we've been married, I did take a prescription pain medication. Um, I just took one pill one time and, and then my whole mind got cloudy. Right. You ever taken a pain medication? Your whole mind and I didn't like that at all, so I'm, I'm never doing that again, uh, because um, I, I know with my pastor that uh, he was on some really strong uh, medication. He had liver disease or something, and he had, he had to take a, a year's worth of uh, really strong medication, and, and just talked with him one time. He said, he said, I'm having a really hard time getting into my spirit, he said, because my mind is so cloudy, because right? your, your, your soul and spirit work together, right? And, and they, when they work together in unison, that's your heart, right? Uh, and uh, they need to work together. Uh, and I know in the charismatic world, that's almost heresy to talk about your mind working with your spirit. But the Lord gave them both to you, right? Uh, and so, uh, but uh, he said, my mind is so cloudy. He said, I, I'm having a hard time getting into my spirit. And I knew what he meant by that. Uh, he just meant that you know, yielding to his spirit, uh, learning how to flow with the spirit, learning how to sense what his spirit's wanting him to do and yielding to that. Uh, he, he said he couldn't do that because his mind was so cloudy because of his medication. Uh, and so that, that's a tough place to be, right? But a lot of times in situations like that, other people can come and be a help to you, right? Uh, and so other people can come in and help you. Uh, and, and that's another thing to consider too is, is you know, let other people help you, right? Uh, uh, and because if, if you're, uh, you know, if you're in a coma, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, believe God for things, right? I don't know where people are when they're in a coma, but uh, I do know that they can often hear the voice of faith even in a coma. And I've heard plenty of stories about that. Uh, and so, so you know, there's no, no real answer, but I would just do whatever it takes. You know, I wouldn't feel bad about it at all. Not even, a, 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 and, um, uh, and that's, you know, I would get to where I make sure that well, when you do do that, 
that you don't ever feel one, one ounce of guilt. Uh, and don't let the devil beat you up for that because then it's just, uh, it's a catch-22, right? You're stuck because it's hard to get in faith with you when you're condemned, right? Uh, and uh, you should never be condemned for taking any medication because, you know, medication is, just, is a shortcut to doing other things, right? Because if you're, uh, you know, if you feel bad, if you sit this way, if you turn, you could sit that way. Well, don't you, shouldn't you feel guilty about changing how you sit, right? Uh, or, you know, some people uh, don't feel good and, and they'll, you know, eat, eat a healthy meal of some kind and they'll feel better. And, well, don't you feel bad for that? You know, I mean, that's the same thing. You know, it's just, you know, it's not any different than doing other things, right? Maybe uh, your thing is exercise, right? I always feel better when I exercise. Well, then exercise, right? Why don't you feel guilty for exercising and then feel better? Uh, uh, you know, there's really no difference, you know, to, in my mind. Um, and I know, do know, especially in the charismatic world, that we have done a disservice to people by condemning people who take medication or go see doctors or whatever. And, you know, the doctors and medications are all in the, in the realm of the mercy and kindness of God. That's the way I see it. And so I have, you ever feel bad uh, uh, falling upon the mercy of the Lord? No, then you should never feel bad on falling upon the mercy of medication or anything like that, you know. Uh, but even that, I, I still wouldn't do it just as a mercy act alone. I would do it as an act of faith. Well, I'm going to take this pill. It's going to do what it's supposed to do, nothing else. And it's going to allow me to get back into, into the word, get back into prayer. It's hard to pray when, when, when you've got, you know, agonizing pain. It's hard to read the word of God when you, when you just don't feel good, you know. Uh, and, uh, of course, a lot of times people will wait till they're deathly sick and then start to try to build faith. Well, that now is not the time to build faith. And a lot of folks have failed because they wait until the, the tragedy comes and then try to get into faith. Uh, and they're not they never figure out how to get in faith because they're so desperate that they're trying to really beg God and use their emotions to, to get God to feel sorry for them. Uh, and fortunately, you know, uh, you have got now a college degree in, in healing. You know, you don't fall in that category. Right. And so because uh, we're in, in healing school. Right. Uh, and so. But uh, it is a, it is a uh, it, it is a strong um, uh, uh defense that you have to do in your own life to make sure that your emotions are in check right uh, that your emotions aren't trying to cause you to defeat you well you know you must have some secret sin right? i always love that one you got a secret sin who's it secret from yeah. <laughs> i mean you know what i'm saying i mean uh if it's a secret from me then it can't be a sin because how would i know right i'm a you know and so um and it can't be a secret from the lord he knows about everything so who's it a secret from right uh, it, it, it's a good lie from the devil. You've got a secret sin. Oh, wow. I wonder what it is, you know. Uh, and so, uh, so you know, I, I would just do whatever is necessary, right? It doesn't matter to me because my goal is always the same. Your goal is the same. I'm going to get healed. And if I've got to take a pill on my way to getting healed, I'm still going to get healed. Uh, uh, and if I've got to sit up straight for an hour to get healed, I'm gonna, I'm, if I have to eat good for a day, I'm going to do that. You know, if I've got to go run a mile to feel better, whatever it takes, Lord, I don't care. Uh, because his promise is still so, amen? Uh, and, and so, you remember when he told the man with the withered hand, stretch forth thy hand. Yeah. Right, the man had to do a natural thing before he'd get healed. Remember he told the, 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 uh, the ten lepers, go and show yourself to a priest. They had to go do a natural thing, right? Go told one person, go wash in a pool of Siloam. He told them many people, many things, natural things to go do in order to obtain their healing, Right. Uh, and uh, and so and, and it's really more of an expression of obedience uh, than it was that there was some magic potion in, in the uh, in the water or that the priest had some special 
because they never made it to the priest before they got healed, right? Uh, it was their act of faith that it. So I'd, I'd always uh, check from the Lord, you know, is there anything that you want me to do? And you got to be careful with that because, uh, again, in the charismatic world, we've always uh, pushed people to do some crazy thing. Well, I'm going to go run in the middle of the street, you know, uh, and prove that God will protect me. Uh, and then you become just a, a greasy spot on the road because the Lord never said to do anything silly like that, right? So be careful about, you know, getting into extremism and, and things. Uh, but, uh, you know, I check, Lord, anything, anything I need to do different? And if he says no, then, then be good with that. Amen. Don't feel like you've got to do something crazy, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, uh, some people don't have that ability, right? And I'd say for you, Johnny, that's been a, a big growth period, a growth area of your life, right? Learning how to relax, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, for you, you know, that works for you, right? And, and that's, the, to me, that's medication from the Lord, right? Because he knows all things. And he said, you know, for you, Johnny, you need to relax. And that, that'll take care of your the majority of problems, right? Uh, and now other people, they don't have to do that. Well, why do I have to do that? Because that's what the Lord told you to do, right? Uh, and that, to me, that's just as much medication as it is take a shot or anything else. But it's good medication because it's free uh, and it works, right? Uh, and there's no side effects either, right? Uh, and so, uh, but the Lord does that a lot where he'll tell you, he's done that to me lots of times, change this thing in your life and that'll just go away. And, and, and sure enough, you know, you change that one thing and it goes away and it's like, well, you know, could you still do that one, whatever that thing is, you know, could you get to a point where you don't have to relax so much because uh, you because you're Johnny, right? You've got to conquer the world. Uh, but but maybe, you know, maybe you can get to that next level of faith where you could do more things if you wanted to. But maybe not. It doesn't matter. Um, and so I always love it when the Lord uh, says, you know, gives me good insight about me personally. Right. I know with uh, with uh, my one daughter, uh, you know, there was a season where. Uh, she was just sickly all the time, right? Just, I mean, she'd, she'd be fine one second, and the next second she'd just be sick, right? And just, uh, we were driving from here to there, and the Lord just showed me in my, in my heart, in, in my spirit, man, just by revelation. He didn't speak to me, but just by revelation, I knew. I said, you've got low blood sugar. Uh, and, uh, and sure enough, went to the doctor, and, and yeah, that's what she's got. She's got low blood sugar, which, you know, if you've got low blood sugar, you know, your body will just crash, right? Uh, and, uh, and so... The, the answer to that is you just eat a little bit, you know, all day long so that you kind of keep a little bit of food in your system so your body's always producing that sugar that it needs, uh, uh, and which, you know, so it's the opposite of, of, uh, of diabetics, right? Uh, and so, uh, but that's an easy fix, right? Now, there is another level of faith that you get to where they don't have low blood sugar and don't have to, have to uh, eat like that all the time. But that's a different level of faith, right? That's, that's in the future that you can develop that and so that you can just not ever have that problem at all. But it's, to me, it's still supernatural, right? I mean, before we didn't know. And, you know, nothing worked because, you know, you try this or that, you know, uh, nothing works. But then you find out it's low blood sugar and an easy fix for that is make sure that you eat right and, and that sort of thing. And so, um, and, and it could be the same thing for, for a lot of uh, maladies that if the Lord will reveal to us, what works for us see that that's a, to me that's a great solution right um uh, and so and that's been you know my experience has been many times the lord has said it just changes natural thing right uh and and then it, it goes away right uh and so 
course, you were on, on blood pressure medication and a lot of other stuff, right? And uh, how much prescription medication are you on now? You're on none? Well, that's just wrong, right? I mean, you know, because uh, some, somebody your age, you know, you, you're supposed to be on medication, right? Uh, and I remember when my dad, I remember watching my dad. Of course, he died when he was 58 years old. But before he died, he would, every day he would be like a handful of pills, like, like eight or ten pills in the morning. And all kinds of colors. I'd be fascinated by them because it'd be all these pills and big pills and little pills and round pills and fat pills. And, uh, and what, what I didn't realize till later is, well, this pill fixes that pill, right? Because you take this pill and you feel bad, so this pill fixes what that, you know, so it's, it's kind of a catch-22, a lot of it, right? Uh, and so, and look, no condemnation if you're on medication at all, right? You should never be condemned to that because to me, it, you let, it, it lets you live to fight another day. Uh, and so uh, fight it every day. So, uh, so this whole chapter, and we didn't get through the rest of our scriptures. There's a few good, other good scriptures I think will be, be good to go through. Uh, but this, this whole uh, chapter here about your feeling and your emotions and healing is a good chapter because you've got to train yourself to not, not yield to your emotions, right? Because your emotions are full of doubt and unbelief. Uh, they, they are not uh, elements of faith, right? They, they only respond to what they can see and feel in the natural realm. Uh, and and they're they're oftentimes working against you, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's pile you up with all kinds of prescription medication and put you on a couch. And uh, But, you know, people of faith have the ability to acknowledge where they are without it being a defeat. Right? I'm feeling a little down. Okay, I'll be fine, you know, no problem, right? Uh, other people, you know, I know it's harder for other people to, to do that because it's a catch-22. If they, if they say that, then they get trapped in those words, right? And they start feeling bad and can't overcome that. But, you know, people of faith can say, well, you know, my body doesn't feel good. That's not a profession of confidence of, you know, tomorrow, that's the way it's going to be forever. It's just right now, this moment, you know, we're dealing with that. And, and, um, um, and, and yeah, it can be frustrating, um, uh, and uh, and exhausting it seems like sometimes like uh, this is gonna you know it's like it's like waiting for a child to be to start behaving right so you know they're gonna eventually grow out of it right uh, uh, but um, uh, but you know getting between there here and there sometimes can feel exhausting right uh, but you know they'll get, they'll grow out of it right uh, you know well I hope so you know they will right uh, and so uh, and it's the same thing with your bodies your bodies will straighten up you know uh, it will it because if you stay the course, it has to it has to yield, right? The thing about the realm of the spirit that's always interesting to me is the devil has never successfully said no to the Lord, right? Uh, if uh, if there's if, whenever he was on the earth, you know, I remember one time uh, there in uh, Mark chapter nine with the epileptic son. Uh, the the all the uh, apostles were rebuking them, and nothing was happening, right? Uh, and and um, 
uh, well, and there's that case, but then in Mark chapter 5 with the, with the Gadarene demoniac, remember that uh, uh, Jesus asked him what his name was because he had been saying to come out of him. So the devil resisted even the authority of Jesus, right, for a period of time. But did he eventually leave? He did, right? But Jesus had been telling him, you've got to leave. And he resisted even Jesus, right? So, you know, it's not like Jesus, it was just always magic, right? And just poof, happened immediately. We don't know how long it took Jesus to get that man fully delivered, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, of course, the son, when Jesus was doing that, um, you know, Jesus rebuked it and it still fell on the ground and, and, and uh, convulsed. And it said that the child looked like he was dead. Uh, in fact, people said he was dead. Uh, and, um, but he was fine. So sometimes the devil will kick the dog on the way out the door, right? To do one last big, you know, hurrah uh, and have some big pain or something. But he's just doing that as he tears you on the way out, you know. And then, uh, so there's that as well, right? So, you know, so we see, you know, a lot of instances in the Word of God where there were some delays and, and you know, it wasn't nearly like we experienced, but there were delays, right? There were time periods from when the time that Jesus started saying something to the time that it was manifested. And, of course, you know, we know Jesus did operate in perfect faith and perfect power. Uh, we're not quite there yet, but, um, but, but we have the same power, right? We may not operate it as effectively as Jesus did because, you know, we're human beings, but he, uh, he left us a great legacy of, of it can be done and it will be done, right? Uh, and so let's get our emotions and our thought life lined up with, well, you know, you can argue all day long. You can say, I'm not healed. I'm healed, right? Well, you're not going to get healed from this one. Oh, I'm going to get healed from this one. You can leave now. You can leave tomorrow, but you're leaving. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not sticking around. And so, you know, that, that, and that's where we need to get to, right, in the area of feelings and, and our emotions. So why don't we pray and thank the Lord for his word today. So, Father, we do thank you for the word. And, Father, we thank you that you gave us emotions and gave us our thought life. Father, you gave us our, our minds to think. And, Father, our responsibility is to line our thought life up with your word and put our emotions under subjection of our spirits. And, Father, as we train ourselves to do that, uh, things will become easier, Father. Uh, the difficulty of, of uh, not only dealing with the pain but also dealing with the thoughts uh, becomes less because we are lined up with your word. So, Father, we thank you that we are healed. Uh, you said in your word we were healed. And, and so that's past tense. Uh, showing us that uh, we've been healed since since you breathed your last breath on this earth. And so, Father, it's been a long time. So, Father, we declare with our mouths that right now, this moment, we are healed. We're not going to be healed. We are healed, Father. Uh, whatever pain and sickness is, is trying to come upon our bodies, we are healed. And it has to go in Jesus' name. You will leave in Jesus' name. Uh, Father, we are the healed of God. Uh, and so, Father, we thank you for that. We give you the praise and the honor for Lord in Jesus name. Amen. Well, praise God. You know, uh, this is just a good topic there. And I don't I don't I didn't want to really rush it through there because uh, it's, uh, you know, when you get to a certain level of faith and understanding the word of God, uh, then it becomes the work of living this way every day. Right. A lot of people who don't know anything about healing, everything is brand new and it seems like they get it really easy. Right. It's, it's completely unfair. Uh, but um, but what happens is that that newness will wear off and instead of learning how to walk that faith out, you know, they'll try something that doesn't work after a year or two and then they kind of give it up. Right. Uh, but um, for those that they're going to stay consistent in faith, you know, it's, there there is a fight of faith sometimes. Right. And, and we will win uh, and we will talk to our bodies that it has to line up and we'll get there. Amen. I believe 100 percent that we'll get there. Uh, and so.
the Lord is good. Amen. Uh, well, let's get ready to receive this afternoon's offering. And um, um, let's see. So, of course, Wednesday, we're not going to have church, uh, but we'll be back next next Sunday. Uh, and um, uh, after that, uh, let's see. So we'll be here next Sunday and um, and then two weeks from this weekend is uh, the Strawberry Festival. Right. And, and so um, I'm hoping that in, in two weeks we get to be back at, at our own building. Right. Now, that's my goal there. So uh, I don't know if everybody else shares that goal, but it's my goal. Right. <laughs> I know it's your goal, too. Right. We're going to get those people to have that same goal. Right. That's the problem. Right. We're going to want them to have the same goal. Uh, but they're doing a good job. Everything's coming along, you know, it's so uh, it is what it is. We're, we're all right. Right. We've got a good facility here. And, and so um, Jared, come ahead, and receive the offering. And. Um, but it'll be nice when we get it all set up nice and neat there, you know, and so. Um, we, we picked out, I think, paint colors. We showed you that there and uh, we're working on getting them to design the, the, all the words. We have some lettering on the walls there and lettering on the walls over there. So people doing all that stuff there. And uh, and uh, I haven't heard yet when they're going to start the uh, roof yet. But um, uh, I need to get over there and take a picture of the roof the way it is now because it's, it's going to look amazing when we get it done, I think. So, um, all right. Well, uh, you all have a wonderful weekend, Lord. We'll see you next Sunday, right?